Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Can you ever remember a time in your life where this song didn't exist? No. <laughs> That's like, the difference between you and me. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, I wouldn't say you're much older than me, but. No, I just, I was a teenager when this came out. Like, I remember going to, like, I remember my friend coming over and he's like, he's like, dude, you got to check this out. And I was like, wow. <laughs> this guy's like serious ass. Like, this guy can rap. Yeah, this is definitely like, like, growing up, this song came on, everybody knew this song. Yes. This is back when P. Diddy was Puff Daddy. It's all P. Diddy. He has so many names now. Like, like, do you, do you think that's cool? Like, just changing your name like every couple years. Well, he, I mean, he's Diddy, right? Like, I think he made that known. I don't want to get this wrong uh, because I saw it on Twitter, and I know we all tend to do that. At least I, I'm guilty of it, and I don't mind saying it. Um, where like you see something on Twitter, and you don't like you kind of just read a headline and you go with it. <laughs> and I don't want to do that, but. I saw this story, I think it was on like TMZ about Diddy, where he's dating, who's the um, the the guy from Family Feud, Steve Harvey? He's dating Steve Harvey's daughter, who I think is like 24, 22 years old. She's much, she's much younger. And like, it's not confirmed that they're dating. They haven't come out and said that they're dating. But uh, there's pictures of them together. And not only are there pictures of them together multiple times, the, the, the most frequent pictures of them together walking in the streets like at night together they're wearing matching outfits which i think is really weird so diddy he's got to be like 51 or something like that let me look it up but um yeah he's 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 a little older than me yeah uh let's see i'm looking it up diddy's 49 years old sounds about right he's like like my older brother's age yeah Yeah, so um He's dating Steve Harvey's daughter, or there's there's pictures of him dating. I think her name is Lori Harvey. She's 22 years old. But that's like, I don't care. Go out, date whoever you want to date. I'm sure Steve Harvey probably has a problem with it, but like, whatever. I don't care about the age discrepancy. Like, whatever. Uh, the point is, it's Diddy's son's ex girlfriend. So let that sink in. Diddy's son dated Lori Harvey, Steve Harvey's younger or or daughter 22 years old so diddy's son dated her and they broke up and now diddy has been spotted with her multiple times the most recent time wearing matching outfits wow at night that's a little weird i I mean what that's a little weird what and like i think i'm trying to look for the story here i'm pretty sure uh they've denied it um or like diddy's come out and denied it and like, okay, they might not be dating, but regardless, it is weird, right? To yeah. be seen multiple times with your son's ex. And yeah, like matching outfits and stuff like that. Matching outfits, like that gives it away. Like, See, the thing for me is like, look, if you're if you're like, you know, Diddy's age 48, you want to date a 20-something-year-old girl, 
you know what? She she's she's about it. She's about it. I have no problem with that. You know what? You got the money. You got the power. You got the girl. To quote Tony Montana. Fine, no problem. But like your son's ex, like that's just getting weird, man. That's like into like some weird like I don't know. I, I don't know like the, the weird Pornhub movies. You know, where it's just like Ugh, you know. Yeah. Oh, you're 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 my son's you're my son's girlfriend. You know, that's <laughs> just like whoa. There it's are very there, creepy. There are like very weird uh, like fetishes that people are into. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like that list always comes out every year from Pornhub, where like they I guess they can analyze all the data from like different parts of the world. What yeah. the most uh, what they're watching and whatnot. Is, right. Yeah. And like it does get really weird. Um, I like I I, I but that I don't know. just seems. But I'm not not to get into a deep conversation about porn. I'm just trying to say that what P Diddy is doing, Puff Daddy, whatever. It's I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. It's your, it's that's, your, that's your that's your that's your why, son's, well, ex, that's your son's that's your son's ex. Why are you making this more complicated than it has to? Like I think you you want to point out the fact that you know all of Diddy's names. Like okay, we we got you, Danny. Like it's Diddy. Like I mean, it's been di- just Diddy for a while. No, he's changed it a couple times. Right, but for, I'm saying for a while. It's just no, no, he, I think right? he actually changed it recently. All right, now, now I got to look this up also. How many times has Diddy we did, changed his name? Because every time P. Diddy changes his name, we run a news story on it. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. <laughs> got to bust out the Puff Daddy file. Let's see. In other words, the man who was once known as Puffy, Diddy, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Puffy Amiyumi, and probably a couple other different combinations of Puffy and Yumi has thing. changed his name once again, and this time it has nothing to do with Puff or Did. He's called. Oh, that's right. He's Love. Oh, that's right. See, I told you he had a new name. Yeah, told you we run a, we run a new Diddy name story every couple of There's years. There's a definitive history of Puff Daddy's name change. Oh By the God. way, Solana and the Sports Bomber taking you up until 7:30. Football's back. Broncos and Falcons are going to play in the Hall of Fame game from Canton. The only reason why you go to Canton for the NFL Hall of Fame. It's going to be live right here on 560 WQAM. You'll get your pregame show at 730, the first pregame show of the NFL season, and then the first NFL preseason game right here on your home of the Miami Dolphins, 560 WQAM. The Dolphins scrimmage is this Monday at Hard Rock Stadium. I want to know, 560-22, if you're a Dolphin fan, I'm sure um, you know you have your questions for this season. We had the whole tank, not a tank debate for four months leading into training camp. And then now we're on to the Josh Rosen versus Ryan Fitzpatrick debate. Some of you really want Josh Rosen to play, even if he's not better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, because you want to see what we have for the guy that we traded with, or excuse me, the guy that, the guy that we traded for, the young quarterback who didn't really get his fair share in Arizona. Other people want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick start because he is the best quarterback and a lot of you don't think this Miami Dolphins team is going to be as bad as the professionals think they're going to be um what I would say to you is the Miami Dolphins are going to be bad this year like get ready Hawk and Crowder talk about it all the time where you know everybody says they're ready for a tank and then you're 0-7 and you're losing your mind because you're a Dolphin fan and you're irrational and you don't want to see your team lose. And I, I understand that. Like, nobody wants to see their team lose. It's easy to say, yeah, I'm all in on the tank. I'm all in on, on, on not being good this season. And then Crowder always says it, like that 1-15 team. And we have this joke on the Hawk and Crowder show where Hawk says it's Crowder's 1-15 team. Uh, like, he always says, man, it was tough. Like, you would walk, you, you'd come in every day to practice. You'd come into that stadium 
And as as a player, he would say, like, he didn't even want to be there. Like, it, it was tough. You knew what you were coming into. And it had to do with poor leadership. It had to – it all started with Cam Cameron and not being, um, you know, right for that job. So my question to Dolphin fans is, we're a couple days into training camp now, about a week into training camp, are you confident in Brian Flores? And I don't mean do you think Brian Flores is going to, you know, make this a winning team, but – are you confident that, you know, Brian Flores moving forward is going to be a good head coach? Like, I'm genuinely interested to find out how Dolphin fans feel right now of Brian Flores. A lot of questions after he fired the offensive line coach. Three days, four practices in. Like, that raised eyebrows all around the NFL. The Dolphins always seem to make headlines, right, Danny? And it's never, like, for good things. It's never for you know, uh, a standout player, it's always for something bad. Last year it was cocaine and your offensive line coach got fired because he was sending his, his girlfriend who was a stripper. No, 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 not girlfriend, hooker. Right, I, I, I believe it was, uh, he thought it was his girlfriend, but she was a stripper, you sending her videos, we all remember that. At least it wasn't cocaine this time, right? Like, can we say that? Well, that's that's a step up. I mean, you, I don't think there's much further down you could go after that one, you know, so got to start climbing themselves out of the hole. But listen, I'm not going to be one of these irrational Dolphin fans. I'm actually – you know what actually scares me most about the Dolphin season coming up more than anything? Them winning six or seven games. Like that, that to me, is a nightmare scenario. But is it because you're all in for the, the, the Tua at the number one pick? Absolutely. Is that why? Well, not so much Tua as in you're, you get to the, get high up in the draft and take the quarterback that you like. Whether it's Tua, whether it's Herbert – Take the guy you like. Me personally, I like Tua, but I'm not going to sit there and, and debate the quarterbacks at this point. All I want the Dolphins oh, and, to do, and I wouldn't allow you to because I'm I'm definitely not doing that that radio where we're debating guys that we don't even <laughs> know how they're going to perform this season. We don't even really watch them the way that an NFL scout does. But I will say this: if you're all in on just getting the highest possible pick, that's fair. Like you want to be able to take the guy you want. But I will say, if the Miami Dolphins, whether whoever's starting at quarterback can pull together six or seven wins, I do think you could look for positives from that. I get it. We don't want to go seven and nine again. I'm 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 totally with everybody out there who's sick of going seven and nine. You're sick of being eight and eight. You're sick of week twelve when the Dolphins are giving you hope for no reason because they're giving you hope to eventually let you down like they always have, at least in my lifetime. I always say this every time. In my lifetime, 25 years old, I have not experienced since, you know, I was able to actually appreciate being a fan and watch a team. Never watched a Miami Dolphin team that inspired me, you know, like that really. And it's probably why I'm more of a Heat fan. And I think people my age can can kind of agree with me, right? Like we watched Dwayne Wade take a, a team to the finals. We watched the big three. Like that's what I was uh, a young man watching. And the Miami Dolphins were kind of always bad. Like after – what 2002 like basically my, yeah yeah and I was seven years old into the eight years old in 2002 so you can't blame young people for you know kind of having a short leash with the Miami Dolphins no I don't blame you at all in fact my my best friend's son you know he's a huge heat fan and he can't stand football because he just doesn't get into the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I mean that's not me. Like I love no, football. It's but fine, but it's 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 a symptom of the situation. Right. The Dolphins have been so bad for so long and so uninspiring. That's why you know you can look for positives in a six-seven win season all you want. Only because though this is a young team. I, I, right? I, I get all, young I, I, I get all people, that. But people to be honest aren't expecting much from from a young team. It's a young team with a a, a first-year head coach too. So like 
if the Miami Dolphins pull together six or seven wins, I don't think it's going to happen. But if they do, like, that's extremely positive. Even if it is Ryan Fitzpatrick winning you a couple games because he's going to throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns like he did last year in the first two weeks, and he showed up to the press conference looking like an absolute baller. But, I mean, like, there's positives you can take away from that. Now, will it cost you Tua? I don't yes. know. <laughs> I, are you sure? Yeah. If it doesn't cost you Tua, it's going to cost you a fortune in draft picks to get him. That's that's the bottom line there. I mean, I I, I mean, I just, I just don't. I, I disagree. You're saying that uh, like a blanket statement. It's going to cost you Tua. It's going to cost you the best quarterback. I don't know. Like, yeah, you you're not uh, the best quarterback in the draft is not going to fall to you with a six seven win team because a six seven win team gets you at the ten spot, 11, 13, right in that neighborhood. You are not if you you are not going to get a top quarterback in that position. I'm sorry. Most of the quarterbacks have been going early. I mean, last year we had half a we had a shot at Dwayne Haskins. We decided to pass him on him. Okay, we traded a second round pick for Josh Rose which I feel we were overpaying, but it's neither here nor there at this point. He's on the team. All I'm saying is to you is that if we go into a season where Ryan Fitzpatrick wins a six to seven games and we don't have a solution to the quarterback going into next year, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I understand it's a young team and everything, but I've been down this road. I, I seen the I seen the seven win the seven win hopeful team new coaching staff but I've been been there done that I want something new something fresh and unfortunately as terrible as this sounds losing winning only two to three games and getting the first overall pick in the draft is something new it's something new it's not Groundhog Day in Miami football again yeah but haven't we seen this team go one in fifteen. And they yeah, had and the number one overall pick, and they and take nothing, and they take a and they take a left tackle, and nothing was established. Look, I'm not telling you I don't want a, a one of these young QBs that's coming out. I'm just telling you if you're going into the season saying we need to go 0 and 16, we need to go 1 and 15 or whatever 2 and 14 because we need the number one overall pick. You don't know what's going to happen with Tua. You don't know who the young new hot quarterback in the college football season that's going to be available next year in the draft. Who it's going to be like? There's still a whole season of college football. What if Tua tears out his knee? Then what? Like I, like that's why I'm just saying go into this season, understanding how this roster was put together, understanding, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's not going to be a quarterback for the future. At some point, you want to see Josh Rosen. You want to see what we traded for, and 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 just keep your eyes on Brian Flores. Keep your eyes on a, a young coach who has tons of promise. Everybody has nothing but good things to say about him. And, and that's how you go into the season. And you have a bunch of young players. If you see something positive from them, then that's something you can definitely take away with. 560-22 on the Kendall Toyota, West Kendall Toyota text line. Let's go through some of these text messages now. Uh, you're getting killed by somebody for saying you think we overpaid for Rosen. Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that either. But I'm not going to get into that debate because it's six months over anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, somebody says... You're leaving the fact out that his son dated her too. I think they were talking about uh, P. Diddy. Yeah, P. Diddy's is dating his son's ex-girlfriend, who happens to be Steve Harvey's uh, younger daughter. That's just really weird. That's weird. Uh, I asked the question: Are Dolphin fans, uh, you know, confident with what they've seen from first-year head coach Brian Flores? Somebody here says, "Yes, I am." Somebody else says, "Here we go again with this annoying tank talk." I wasn't doing the tank talk. Like we've done that. Um, I just know a lot of Dolphin fans are prepared for it. That's all I'm saying. I know a lot of Dolphin fans, some of you aren't, uh, and that's fine. But I know a lot of Dolphin fans are prepared for it. Uh, I I do want to get into something that uh, we spoke a bit about on the previous show with Hawk and Crowder, where there was uh, an article on 
the Dolphins wire of USA Today uh, explaining Dolphins quarterback Josh Rosen's modest start to training camp, something that was pointed out in that article that made Channing Crowder go absolutely insane, like he couldn't believe what he was hearing. We also have America's favorite and least favorite fast food burger, a, uh, a report that came out on Yahoo today. I think it's important. We have to get to that over anything. Somebody asked me to do a little soccer talk. I definitely will do a little bit of soccer talk, and we also have some uh, some Bam Adebayo stuff coming up later. He's going to be playing with Team USA, so we'll definitely get to that. I'm Solana with Danny G, the Sports Bomber, on the other side, taking you up until 7.30 when the NFL season officially begins. Less than an hour away from the NFL season. Time. I feel like I got to like do some warm-ups. We do have a TNT wall back there, like the Miami Dolphins. They run a couple couple Oklahoma drills with you in the next break. We got to do something to get into the football movie. Let's do the up-downs, man. Who do you think would win if we did an Oklahoma drill? You or me? Oh, you. You think so? You're more athletic than me, dude. Yeah, but like... I really let myself go. Yeah, but let, I mean, let's be real. You're a big dude, though, right? Like... You think I have that much that much strength over you? No, not strength. You could, but if you're smart and canny, you you'll get around me. Like if we ran a race, oh, you'll I, kill me. Yeah, I beat you. But I don't know. Like in Oklahoma drills, yeah, I got a shot. Who do you think who would win in an Oklahoma drill? Omar Kelly or Ira Winderman? Omar Kelly. <laughs> you think so? I played Ira in tennis. Dude, kick my not- ass. Like. Ira Winterman kicked my ass in tennis. I got to be honest. I'm Joe not saying Rose. Ira, Ira isn't athletic. I'm just saying like Omar does a little, a little more gym work. Joe Rose, yeah, he does. I mean, he he goes to the gym, so I know because he puts it on his Instagram story. You saw somebody, I think Hawk said on Twitter, somebody told him that Omar Kelly was signing autographs. Yes, I saw at, that uh, at that Miami Dolphins training camp. That is great. He says he doesn't. He said today he doesn't sign autographs, but what that, was uh, what, I don't know. What was that story Channing told us like off air back at the old building? About when he walks into a room. Oh, Omar. Yeah, I think I think that was off air, right? When we were just hanging yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, we're like Omar will like walk off set from uh, the, the Dolphins pregame show. He's like waving at people, but nobody's calling his name. Yeah, like he'll be like he'll like walk into the club and he'll start pointing at people. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> Love that guy. Yeah, Ira Winterman kicked my ass in tennis, and I'm not a like I'm not ashamed to say it. I was kind of for a while, like I didn't even want anybody to know. But at this point, it's like ah, whatever. Joe Rose also, like, just totally demolished Well, me. I, I knew Joe Rose was going to beat you because he's a professional athlete. Right, but, like, it, it wasn't even about that. Like, he, athletically, I'm, I'm probably in much, I'm not probably, like, I know I played tennis with both of them. Like, I'm in much better shape than both of them. I wasn't even tired. They just have, like, that old man game where they know where to put the yeah. ball every time. And I wasn't playing consistently enough to where, like, I even had a remote chance to beat them. I remember uh, I was actually doing a show the other night. We were talking about this with Greg Likens. Have you ever heard of this basketball player named Dickie Simpkins? No. Okay. Dickie Simpkins was like the 12th man on the bench for like the Chicago Bulls teams of like the early 90s, okay? Greg said that his dad played Dickie Simpsons like in like a, like a street pickup game. And Dickie Simpkins was basically like a power forward guy, get under the hoop, drop it in there. 
He was putting moves on Greg's dad, like, you know, over like behind the back, you know, under the shoulder. Cause he's just, dude, when you're a professional athlete and you've, and you've, and you've done the training and all that, like, People like us, like you know, it doesn't matter what it could be. It could be beer pong. They're gonna they're gonna kick our ass. Well, no beer pong. I'm I'm quite confident. Like whoever wants to, to challenge me in beer pong, see that's, that's I think Joe Rose beat you see, in beer pong. I think I'm the equivalent of a professional athlete in beer pong, just because of my college days and even post college days. Like so that's where you're wrong. I'll have to stop you there. Like beer pong, I don't think Joe Rose has got me in beer pong. Okay, you think who they played this? beer pong back in Joe Rose's college days? I think I think I think Joe I think Joe Rose will beat you in beer pong. No. Stop. You think, I, I know Zach Krantz is going to beat you. No pong. way. No way. Zach Krantz, oh, Zach Krantz is going to destroy you in beer pong. New Balance flip-flops he's always wearing. I can't tell if they're sneakers or flip-flops. No way. Right now, 560-22, Kendall Toyota, West Kendall Toyota text line. I want you to text in. There was a, a report today on Yahoo, America's favorite and least favorite fast food burger. So I want you to text in, 560-22, what you think was the best Fast food burger. So not just fast food, okay? Like if you love Wendy's because they have amazing chicken nuggets, don't or, or chicken tenders, don't write in Wendy's. Uh, where you think the best fast food burger is in the United States? They 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 kind of had like this whole uh, scientific survey or formula to figure things out. They did like value for money spent, healthy options, atmosphere. Um, curb appeal uh, for the people that don't want to go in and sit down, staff friendliness, overall cleanliness, and food quality. So I'm going to give you the fo- overall food quality winner and losers, and then I'm going to give you just the overall winner in all of those categories. 560-22, Texas in your favorite fast food burger. I know mine, and uh, I, I, I tend to stand for it. And the winner is a, a fast food place that I, I tend to uh, – Call overrated. So we'll get to that in a second once some more of these these text messages come in. Somebody did ask me, though, to talk a little bit of soccer. There's not too much going on. They did ask me on the Kendall Toyota, West Kendall Toyota text line, 560-22, if there's any Inter-Miami updates. The MLS team that's called Inter-Miami, but they're going to play in, in Fort Lauderdale for at least the first couple of seasons. Not too much uh, is going on the past couple of weeks. They did sign two players, their first official two players, but... Since that happened, um, somebody texted in Pollo Tropical. I'm I'm with you. Like they're not on the list because they don't sell burgers, but I'm with you. They're actually selling at Pollo Tropical uh, the past couple days. I saw it because I went there. I've, I've actually eaten there like three times this week. They're selling um, Cuban sandwiches and bistec empanizados, which I think was awesome. But um, Yesterday was the MLS All-Star game, and the MLS All-Star roster, what they always do is they get all the best players in the MLS or whoever the fans vote, and they play like one of the big club teams from Europe. So yesterday it was in Orlando, and they played Atletico Madrid, who is from Spain, in Madrid. Not Real Madrid, not where Ronaldo used to play, or no, but Atletico Madrid. Um, and they lost 3-0, but... Regardless, I I know nobody watched it because the MLS All-Star Game and nobody cares about the MLS here. And even the soccer fans complain about the quality of soccer in the MLS. But I thought something was really cool. And I think it it kind of shows you how soccer down here is going to work this time. Even if they're playing in Fort Lauderdale, even I know a lot of people are upset about that. Even if technically there's no site yet for Miami. And I, 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 I'll tell you the truth. I was one of these people who was upset at David Beckham and Jorge Mas, the owners of Inter Miami, 
for not figuring it out down here for a stadium to be ready for this upcoming season. Um, but you know what? I've come to terms with it. It's going to be in Fort Lauderdale. It's going to be really cool at the site where they're building it. There's a couple supporters groups down here in South Florida for Inter-Miami. There, you, have, you have the Siege. There's a couple, a bunch of different ones. And yesterday, uh, I was watching on Manny Chang, uh, who actually works here. He's a coworker of ours at 560 WQM. He's part of the Siege Miami, which is one of these supporter groups. And they all got together, this huge group. They get together often. But yesterday, specifically, they got together, and they went up to Orlando, to the stadium where they were playing, and they, like, took over the stadium. And, like, not for the entire game. It was mostly Madrid fans because it was a big showing, and, and obviously they're, they're one of the bigger clubs in the world. But I think it was awesome. There had to have at least been, like, five or 600 Siege Miami supporters and just Inter-Miami supporters in general who got together. They were singing. They already have songs all scripted out already. They had uh, their huge flags of Inter-Miami already made. Everybody was decked out in Inter-Miami gear. And, like, I get it. It's not like Inter-Miami was playing, and obviously there were no Inter-Miami players uh, in attendance at the game because there's only two players on the roster, and right now they're, uh, they're not playing games. But, man, like, it goes to show you, like, if people are that dedicated to where they're driving up to an MLS All-Star game in Orlando – just to show out for a team that doesn't even technically exist yet and hasn't even stepped on the field yet, hasn't even played a game yet. Like, there's something to this club. There's something uh, that people are gravitating. I don't know if it's because it's David Beckham. I don't know if it's because people down here in South Florida truly, genuinely love soccer more than they love any other sport. I know the football fans will argue that. I don't know if it's just the fact that there's hype around this team for whatever reason. Uh, But... It's working. Like, whatever David Beckham and whatever Jorge Mas are doing, it is bleeping working because people are rallying around a, a, a an organization that hasn't played a game yet. And, like, Danny, I know you're not the biggest soccer fan, but, like, can't you appreciate that? Somebody who doesn't follow soccer, doesn't give, you know, doesn't care about the MLS at all. You've probably never even watched an MLS game in never. your entire life. Never. In fact, I had I had I was talking to Chris Whittingham the other night, and he asked me, "Do you can you name an MLS team?" And I was like, "I couldn't even name an MLS." Oh team. come on, you can I name. Could, an MLS I could team. not name. Uh, after now, I know that there's the LA Galaxy, the Chicago Fire, um, the Orlando somethings. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I think most people would be able. New York's got two teams, right? Right. Okay. New York Red Bulls, New York FC. That's think, right. The Red Bulls. Right. The, I think the, LA the LA has two teams as well. Uh, the LA Galaxy, which is where Beckham played, Landon Donovan, right? And yes, then LA, that's the one I know. LAFC is the, the newest team. Look up, if you're, you're interested for whatever reason, look up the LAFC supporter section during one of their games. Like, the atmosphere is close. It resembles a South American match because people tend to, when they think of, like, these great sports atmospheres, they tend to think of, you know, the South American uh, soccer games where people oh, in Brazil or yeah. in those, Argentina those, those things are Uruguay, right? Like, that's what people think of. Or the hooligans in England or, you know, the Spanish fans in Spain who just sing the entire game. Like, And it, it it's that. That's what the MLS has in certain sectors of their fan bases in Portland. The Portland Timbers have that. Like, they have people who are going to games or selling out their stadium for regular season games even when they're not great. The Seattle Sounders as well. Seattle has great fans for everything. But I think it shows that there is potential for something seriously big here. Just the fact that 
a group of supporters drove up to Orlando for really no reason. Like, <laughs> they weren't going to go watch great soccer. It's not like the MLS All-Star game is a game that, you know, will be highly contested. I'm sure I didn't even watch the game because I was working, but I'm sure Madrid, you know, they, they trotted out some of their starters for a little bit. Like, Barcelona's coming here to play Napoli um, to the Hard Rock Stadium, and, you know, Suarez, Messi, Antoine Griezmann, who's one of their new signings, like all these guys. Yeah, yeah, I know you don't know anybody, but all these guys are, you know, on the ticket. They will be playing. Come out because Messi and Suarez are playing. You're going to see Griezmann. You're going to see Dijong. Trust me, they're all going to play. And they'll play 30 minutes and then they'll sit down and then you'll see a bunch of guys that you've probably never, never heard of unless you're like a hardcore soccer fan. So, um, I, again, I just I, I know most of you out there are probably – not interested in an MLS All-Star game. I wasn't either, but in terms of a local tie, I thought it was really cool that a bunch of people went out there to uh, to just show face. Just to show for, face, yeah, for, to show the support for the for team. For Inter-Miami. I thought it was really cool. I teased America's favorite and least favorite fast food burgers on the Kendall Toyota, West Kendall Toyota text line. We were getting a bunch of answers. In-N-Out Burger. Bunch of people texting in In and Out Burger. We have some Fuddruckers. How about that? I don't think it counts as fast those. food. Those are both in my top five. Do you like In and Out Burger? Would you put it in your your? I your would put. Top? It would be hard for me to 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 put someone something over In and Out Burger. So let me give you a list of uh, the restaurants that were included in these. So it's national chains. Uh, so you had Steak and Shake, Sonic, In and Out Burger, Red Robin, which I've never been to. It's great. Jack in the Box, Whataburger. Terrible. Culver's. Never been to Culver's. I can tell you that Jack in the Box is pretty like, that's like generic McDonald's. Jack in the Box, yeah. 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 So McDonald's, obviously. Wendy's. Dairy Queen, which is a wild card for us down here because at least, down, I'm, I'm from Kendall. In Kendall, Dairy Queen doesn't sell food. No. So, yeah. So, I it's mean. An ice cream place. Right. Like, I actually had Dairy Queen last week. You go, you get a blizzard, and you, you go home. Or you get your little your little swirl uh, vanilla ice cream. Now. Yeah. Uh, Smash Burger, Five Guys, and did I say Burger King? And Carl's Jr. Burger King, Carl's, Carl's Jr. is better than Burger so King. So all those were included in the national chains for burgers. You're the guy from the hamburger train, right? What's that from? Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. That's, P- oh, that's actually man. that's actually P- Pee Wee Herman before he was Pee Wee Herman. I wish like I I understood your references, man. Well, and you got to oh. got to get in here. You got Pee Wee. Look, I'll give you a list just to set the table for you. Pee Wee Herman and then we're sitting at a table, and then they go down. They go down under the table. They do some cocaine, and Pee Wee Herman comes back up and starts looking at Chong. It's going, I'm the guy from the hamburger train. Somebody texted in five sixty twenty two if you want to get in. Uh, checkers. That surprisingly wasn't even on the list. I don't know if Checkers I would take is like checkers over, I would take Checkers over Burger King. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Okay, so on the other side, some very important news. It's not breaking because this story is on Yahoo. You could honestly just go Google it. But some very important news. You're going to find out, according to Yahoo, what was the best burger fast food chain in the united states we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.